You're listening to Bodyways. I'm Matt and I'm a GP. I'm Kira and I'm a practice nurse. And Kira, what's Bodyways all about? Bodywise is you and me chatting about primary care, about what's going on in the world of GP, general practice. Uh, and what we're hoping to do is to kind of demystify a lot of topics in healthcare. So maybe stuff that people think about but don't want to talk about or stuff that they might have wanted to bring up with their doctor or nurse but are maybe too shy about and things they might think might be a stupid question. So yes. the aim is to go for topics that might be a little bit out there a little bit unusual uh, and to get the conversation going exactly and 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 we've got some busy people with busy lives some people haven't made that space to have that conversation that they need to have and maybe this will be the nudge that they need they learn a little bit and they think do you know what that's kind of what i've been feeling or it rings some bells and maybe that'll give you the push that you need to 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 go and see your gp or your practice nurse or the right person for you because there's so many changes isn't there it's that the traditional setup in gp land is has changed a bit and you, you're gonna see some other healthcare professionals not just your gp and you're gonna interact with healthcare professionals not always in the same format so things can look different right hmm. and we're going to talk about what happens in your lives as well whether that's low mood dry vaginas erectile dysfunctions we're going to try to cover all the topics uh, whether it's male or female old and young and that's the key so if people have got a question a question about their health or a question about a loved one's health or a topic they'd like covered no matter how crazy stupid or absolutely insane that might be it will be drop us a line at bodywise at manxradio.com so this evening we're going to talk about general practice and what goes on in general practice so if you ever wondered what happens behind the gp's door what the gps and nurses get up to and what they talk about when the patients aren't listening tonight is your night fascinating (laughs) stuff so matt and i uh work in the north of the island um and we work in primary care matt explain it for me what's primary care mean primary care basically is care in the community so basically care that happens outside of the hospital is basically primary care so your primary care team is your gp and your practice nurse but also there's a whole army of people out there that make up the primary care team district nurses um community mental health nurses and a whole team of people out there so basically anyone that doesn't work in the hospital you can kind of consider them as being primary care or community care and we've got extra people now haven't we if you come into our practice you can see a whole bunch of different faces now we've got advanced nurse practitioners we've got a paramedic um we've got a pharmacist technician we've got a pharmacy tech yeah a pharmacy tech i think one of the, the the big things that we wanted to get across was it was traditionally when you were sick you went to see your gp or your family doctor that's changing and actually sometimes a lot of the time the person you see probably isn't your gp somebody within your gp practice but might not be the gp themselves so for example our, our paramedic adam is excellent at minor injuries and acute illnesses because that's what he trained in yeah we're trying to make sure that we signpost people to the right professional straight away mm. rather than everything going through a GP and then being streamed off. And that conversation starts with the medical secretary who I think are the unsung heroes of healthcare. Yes. Do all the work and get none of the thanks, I think. So that's why when I was saying to patients, you're going to have more conversations with your medical secretaries who are maybe going to direct you towards the paramedic, maybe going to direct you towards Kira. You might want to speak to me, but actually... Kira might be the best person for you to speak to. 
and the secretaries are basically the guardian angels they look after you but they'll direct you towards the best person to see because often it might take a few days to see myself a carrier but actually you might be able to see the paramedic or the pharmacy tech on the same day and ultimately we're all working together as part of a team anyway so yeah. that's the single most important exactly. message so Kira, you took a little trip around the ramsey group practice and spoke to some of our newest members of staff today didn't you i did i did i went i went around so there's something happens when you pull out a microphone and point it in someone's face and say tell me more Lisa, you're one of our newest team members. What do you do? Um, I am a practice pharmacy technician. And the role involves uh, basically uh, a lot of meds management and nurse and home management for cycles and medication issues, uh, medication reviews. Um, I also do a lot of the predated scripts, managing compliance for patients in regards to medication, overuse, underuse, uh, helping the patients understand what the medication is for, how they use it, how they should be using it, um, whether they understand what it's used to treat and how often they should be taking it, the, the benefits, the risks, basically anything that they need to talk to me about in regards to medication. So by having you here, that means that we're going to do a better job at making sure that people have got the right medicine and that they know what it's for um, and that we've made the changes that we need to make. Is that right? Have I got that right? Yes, that's right. So uh, there's also um, correspondence that come from nobles and consultants. Um, so new medication that started, uh, it helps. I'm just, I can be a, a, a useful tool to help them understand what the medication is the side effects of the medication how it could possibly interact with other medication that they're on that doesn't necessarily get seen by the consultants they tend to just concentrate on their speciality and their medication and not the medication for the patient as a whole i get it right so like if you've gone to see your cardiologist and their main concern is your heart and they've given you some heart meds it might be that you'll be looking at what about all the other medication that you're on for the other parts of your body because the cardiologist problem is your heart and that's what they're concentrating on so your job is looking at everything else in that package and making sure yeah Yeah, right brilliant um how's it going fantastic absolutely fantastic um you know it's nice to to delve in and uh, discuss medication with patients uh it's a lot of patients, they, they don't really kind of, a lot of them don't really understand what the medication is for and it can be a little bit apprehensive, to be fair, to ask the GP or question the GP, um, whereas a pharmacy technician or a pharmacist, um, they don't view us as superior you know kind of a thing um so it, it's like their own level and they'll say well yeah the doctor said that but i don't know what he meant right so they feel like they can approach you more to have that conversation learn yes. a little bit more about what they're having yes yes and they open up a lot more to be fair they tend to you tend to get more out of them um they say oh yeah oh yeah oh they didn't mention that and i didn't like to say i hear that quite a lot do does every gp surgery have a pharmacy tech no this surgery is the only one on Ireland. I am the first. Wow. Do you think it's something then that'll probably roll out or? Uh, yeah, so um, I obviously come from the UK. I've got a UK background. Um, I'm a, I've been a hospital technician 
Um, I've covered pretty much every area of pharmacy that you can cover. So industry, clinical trials, hospital, community. Um, and across it is kind of rolled in with all of the what used to be the PCTs and they have standard pharmacists and technicians in most of the practices now. Um, pharmacists do a lot of clinics, technicians do a lot of the background work and leg work. Um, when you come to hospital discharges across, um, it's pharmacy is the last point of call. So your pharmacy technician and your pharmacist is the last point of call before you, you're discharged from hospital to make sure that your meds have had a proper thorough review. I love that we can, like as a team member, could come to you with the most obscure questions about <laughs> medicines and be like, I'm not totally sure, do we still use this? Do we use an alternative? What's the best thing? And you've you've just always got the answer on your tip of your tongue. So how do you stay so up to date? So the role of um, pharmacy technician has developed quite a lot over the years. Um, most, most significant and poignant part was the Carter Report in revolves to technicians um, where they um, recognised and utilised not only, you know, we go through a lot of training we're not as clinically based up to a degree but we still we, we still have to you know keep on top of our continual professional development we're answer, we're answerable to the pharmaceutical board and um, we have to pay a registration fee in order for that and prove our, our competence year in year out so we have to stay on top of these, you know, any new medications that are coming out, um, you know, because me- as you know, medicine changes every single day. They're bringing yeah. out new drugs and that was my interest within the clinical trials part of it as well. I've done a couple of years in clinical trials and it's to see how a, a medication goes from literally being a couple of letters and a number to something that you see on the shelf, you know, in five years time. Is there anything that you've seen from coming from the UK that you wish that we could implement here that you think would um, bring about a positive change? Oh, yes, several. Um, So I would say coming from the UK, um, electronic prescribing would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah. also that we have in well have in the uk is what they call a summary care record which is accessible um to basically anyone in a healthcare profession um so um hospital wards uh, pharmacies community pharmacies hospital pharmacies and it's all linked together via the smart card it's personalized to that patient it's all data controlled and protected you have security with a pin so is it like a kind of how-to guide for the for each individual patient it, it's no it's kind of like an open window so you put your um smart card in and you can literally see any everything that that patient has had whether it be private whether it, it come from pharmacy whether it come from hospital it's all integrated into the same place um, it gives you a clearer picture of what the patient has taken. Patients don't tend to class a lot of things as medication, like doing medication reviews and stuff at the side of someone's bedside. It's, you know, do, what medication do you take? And you go through about five, six tablets. Is that it? Yeah, okay. What about your cream? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. What about your patch? Oh, yeah, 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 I forgot about that. Do you have any injections? Oh, yeah, yeah, I have one of them once every three months. They, they don't think of them as medications because they're not oral tablets, yeah. but they are. And even over-the-counter medications, um, herbal medications, herbal preparations, people don't consider them. You know, Is there anything that you've seen on the island that you've never seen before in other places that you've worked that 
um, that you find fascinating or that, that impresses you? Um, yeah, the hospital actually. Noble's Hospital is actually a fantastic building um, and it's got some state-of-the-art equipment. It's lovely, um, you know, coming from the Royal, which has literally fallen down now, I suppose. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, I do feel as though it... It'd be fantastic. It would be, you know, if it was, uh, if it was utilised to its full potential. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I feel very grateful for how beautiful our building is and how lovely and wide our corridors are and how yes. clean things are. Yeah. Uh, it's not unusual when it rains in Liverpool to see a couple of totes collecting the rain in the corridors. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks so much for talking to us, Lisa. I really do see the impact that you're having here and just how much quality you bring into the team um, and I know that whenever I talk to the other team members they're always like have you asked Lisa she knows everything so it's I think it's really exciting that we've got you here and um, we've got the first pharmacy tech on the island so hopefully people will follow suit thanks Dad, love. thank you very much Mandy is our practice manager up in Ramsey and she's very much the glue that holds this whole team together what do you love most about your job oh it's too much um it's a bit it's a bit cliche but it's definitely the patients i do love the patients and i've got to know them over the years i love i love them all it doesn't matter who you are what you are i will give you as much time as i give everybody so i treat everybody the same the worst bit about my job, I'm going to tell you, the worst bit about my job right now is abuse from the patients. And on a daily basis, one of the staff will go home crying. I was brought to tears last week by a patient that was shouting at me. This week I've been called a really unpleasant word, begin with C, ends in a T. Through no fault of my own, somebody's sick note had run out and they'd forgot to remind themselves to order it and then I got blamed for not feeding the children and things. Um, yeah, every day, every day one of us will be blamed if I die, it's your fault. I just want to give a big shout out to the admin team because they, they have an awful time. Do you know what, they're amazing actually because I've been trying to catch them for weeks to say, tell me a bit about what people say to you. And they don't want to whine about what people have said to them and they don't want to linger on it. So, No, they don't. And on average, probably most of us will take, it's got to be between 150 and 200 calls each a day. We can't fit 200 people into slots. That's a lot of phone calls. So we do a lot of helping them ourselves if we can, signposting them. It could be prescription queries that we can deal with. So we are really busy and that is on top of working most of us seven days a week, printing at least 500 prescriptions a day, scanning all clinic letters because they still come by little bits of paper, not electronically. That's all got to be scanned into the patient's notes. And then on top of that, we don't have any tea breaks. We have a really small dinner break, but we just crack on with it. During the first lockdown, they ring up. They spoke to a GP immediately. They got the prescription immediately because services were really at a halt, weren't they? So we, we could get onto things really quickly. But now a GP wrote a news article in, in the UK and they said that COVID has produced the Amazon Prime patient. Yeah. Because they were used to sitting at home clicking a button, 
their delivery came, their groceries came, their prescriptions came, their film came, their shopping came, their clothes shopping came, and that's how they view services now, I think. They think it's got to be immediate and we can't sustain that. It's funny, isn't it, because there was that bit um, at the beginning where we got a lovely clap. But it was it was nice and there was something a bit emotional. I remember seeing people come out of their homes to clap for us all. And it was quite emotional, actually, because I think when there was a lot of fear and a lot of uncertainty about how things were going to go. Yeah, people so, were scared. So since I started here, we've changed our doctor's appointments so that instead of having 10-minute slots, quick-fire slots, we've got 15-minute slots. So that probably means we've got a few less slots, right? But the quality's changed. What, what, in, what do you think to that change in slots and what made you decide to do it? When I first started, the slots were five minutes. Um, they used to do phone calls, but the appointment slots were five minutes. Then we made a drastic step to do 7.5 minute appointments. But people now tend to save up problems. So rather than just coming in with one, they're coming in with lots. So we moved it to 15 minutes so we don't have to say, mm, sorry, run out of time. So I think it's better. And it's like we've moved over to triage. A um, lot of people don't like it, but a lot of people do like it. And I think a lot of people actually can be dealt with over the phone. And a lot of people do like that. If GP thinks they can't deal with it over the phone, they pull them in for an appointment themselves. And also we've got more team members right so you're not just going to see a doctor's face now you could see a whole bunch of different people's faces depending on what you need so actually it's like you've got staff tailored to the needs of a wide variety of patients right how does that change the job of all the admin team and like front of house work um, for for making sure that the right uh, so that make sure that patients see the right person at the moment it's a bit of a struggle <laughs> because people only want to see their GP. People will wait weeks only to see their GP and then complain that they can't see their GP, they've waited too long. We're trying to call people clinicians rather than advanced nurse practitioner, nurse, GP, paramedic. You're going to see a clinician because if you say you're going to see a nurse for some strange reason, people won't wait for a nurse. How rude. To be media. <laughs> I know, I know it is rude. Um, we've got the statistics that people complain more, if you're, a nurse is running late, they complain more about a nurse running late than sitting waiting 45 minutes to see their GP. But interestingly, those people that complain that they've sat waiting will then come in and keep the next person waiting. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they're not happy to sit and wait, but they're happy to make others wait. Robert is one of our reception team. Thanks so much, Robert, for having a chat with me. Tell me a bit about your job. One of my main jobs is sending out the Texas to remind people off their appointments. Um, since we've brought this system in, there have been less people um, not attending appointments, and I think it's a good thing. So those people who've got very busy, active lives, um, it's just a, a courtesy to remind them. That's ace, actually, isn't it? So it means that we've got more appointment slots available because we're not having so much wastage, right? No, that yeah, absolutely right. And there is also um, a way of where you can actually emails if you can't attend um, your attend the appointment on again you can normally generally ring as well but I just find that sending an email 
it's quick and it's easy for those people. How long have you worked at the practice? Been there for five years now, five years. And in that time, a lot has changed. What's the hardest thing about being in the reception team? There's lots, there's lots of aspects. All of us really um, find it not difficult as such, but it is um, trying to keep everybody happy. Um, there's obviously, once the phone calls have gone, um, people maybe do get a little bit um, uppity and um, some people can be rude. Um, but at the end of the day, we can only do as much as we can do. We do have a system now where we can pre-book a phone call for those people if they're happy to have a pre-bookable phone call with one of the doctors where then they don't have to ring in in the morning. But um, we always say that if you feel that your inquiry is urgent and that you feel that you need to do speak to the doctor on the day, then you obviously call on that morning where if it's not urgent, as I said, we can pre-book telephone calls where the doctor will ring you a few days later. Do the telephones ever stop ringing all day? No, the phones are continuously ringing all day. Um, they open at eight o'clock and they don't stop ringing until about six o'clock. Now, there are people who think that we don't answer the phone, but the what I say to people when I see them face to face is the amount of people who are now on the island has changed immensely and there are more people in Ramsey and we just don't cover Ramsey, we cover right up to near the end of Kurt Michael. So if people can imagine everybody ringing in at eight o'clock, we've got Ramsey, Derby, Andreas, Bride, Sorby, everywhere right up to the end of Kurt Michael and we as a team um, try and answer as many calls as we can and quite recently we've just had a new phone system put into group practice as well. So we can get like 600 calls a minute can't we in that peak time and how many people are answering the, the phones? Altogether um, on a Monday we will have about um, 15 members of staff and they are continuously answering the phone from 8 till about 10. That is our kind of high volume, busiest time, if you like. If you could swap places with anyone in the practice for one day, swap jobs with anyone in the practice for one day, who would you swap jobs with? Um, I wouldn't. I think I'm quite happy in what I'm doing. Um, I wouldn't want to be one of the nurses. I wouldn't want to be one of the doctors because I'm very squeamish. So I wouldn't want to see any lumps or bumps. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Robert. Hmm. Who would you swap places with, jobs-wise, in our surgery for a day? Andy, the practice nurse. Why? Because I think it'd be really interesting to see what life would be like from his perspective and I think it would be interesting to see what life would be like from his perspective as a male nurse oh very good who would you swap <laughs> nobody everyone's got a harder job than me I sit and watch sometimes and I think I'm so glad you're here to everyone else in the team maybe Tara the cleaner because I feel like Tara knows what's going on everywhere you know and I'm kind of nosy so I'd quite yeah I'd quite like to know what's going on mm. in every room and also she's just got that authority you know she tells me off all the time because I'm quite messy mm. Mm. she leaves me little notes sometimes 
I think I'd find being a practice secretary too difficult. I'd cry within half an hour, a I mean, break. We get 600 calls a day in Ramsey and that's handled by a team of six admin staff. Yeah. It's pretty much 100 calls a day. Yeah. I don't know how they're not collapsed by the end of it. So much pressure, mm-hmm. like making sure that you can very quickly file people into the right um, appointment slot that they need, answer the next call because people's phone call is ringing and ringing like that is a lot of pressure isn't it Mm. and those calls like you said 600 calls but they're all coming in at the same kind of time Mm. yeah that's a tough job so when people say to you and I'm just going to put this to Kira because Kira used to work in the emergency department who are the arch enemies of general practitioners you guys do nothing (laughs) in GP what do you say to your friends in the emergency department now when they say that to you when I went to work in general practice a young nurse said to me I'm so disappointed. She said, I always thought you were so cool. I used to see you running around the hospital working for air ambulance and you were always so busy and you had all your kit and you were going from here to there to here to there and you'd come down the emergency department and you'd come up to CCU and now you're going to go and work in general practice. I laugh my head off because I've never been so challenged as I've been now with the diversity, but also the grey area, you know, when you're working within the hospital, you've got this, you've, you're always within a team and you've always got the, those people to bounce off, really. Um, you bounce your ideas off each other all the time. You've got that back up and you can order whatever test you need instantly, right? So when you're working in general practice, there's... There's a lot of solo work. You've got a great team that you can call on if you need them, but you've got your own list and your own responsibility and you're never quite sure what's going to come in through that door. And there's a lot of um, grey area of of waiting and and making sure that you're going on the right path for that individual and things move at a different pace, you know. It's such a hard job, but uh, I love it. I think it's cool. We're making it cool. I've got Mm. green hair. That's cool. Yeah, well, GPs, the reason I'm a GP is GPs are the most useful doctors. So basically, they know a bit about everything. Not a huge amount about small numbers of things, but they know a, a little bit about everything. And they're basically the most useful doctors, I think, obviously being super biased. I think you should rebrand yourselves to like... Um, super doctors. I like that. I was going to say like consultants in primary care, but whatever. whatever. So the term we use in Ireland is specialist in life, which I love. Right. It's like an agony ant though, isn't it? <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, I mean, again, I mean, as you know, our day would be super varied. So it would go from a teenager who's having a mental health crisis to an older man who's worried about his prostate to, you know, somebody having chest pain. It's hugely varied. Yeah. Um, so it just never, there's never a boring day in general practice, is there? No. What would you say if I was to say to you, uh, Kira, your top tips to make your GP consultation or your visit with a practice nurse as efficient as possible? Oh, that's a very good question. You know, you've got 15 minutes, haven't you? Mm. And you've always got that little bit of time. Like, arrive on time. Don't Mm. eat into your consultation. You've Mm. just wasted half of it already. So arrive timely and sit and gather your thoughts. That's, That's my top tip. And be realistic about what you're going in with. And you go in with a problem, you need to explain it. Your, cl- your clinician needs to hear it. They need to document it. They need to examine you. They need to look at your history. They need to look at your current medication. Like, that's quite a lot already to pack into 15 minutes. Then they need to come up with a plan, discuss it with you, give you a prescription or, or not. Um, 
and go forward. Mm. And and that's that's a lot to fit into 15 minutes or in some practices it's 10 minutes, isn't it? We're mm. very lucky we've decided to make um, our slots 15 minutes and I think that really adds a lot of value. But don't come in with eight different problems mm. because probably that's not realistic. No, I mean, your GP nurse will be there tomorrow, next week and the week after and basically pick one or two of the things that are most pressing for you yeah. and we'll sort that out for you. So I think that's fair enough. But I would say is just put a bit of thought into it. So again, when you go into a barber, you kind of think about whether you want to fade or whether you want, you know, something else done. A lot of people go into the GP and have put no, no thought into it whatsoever. So just put a bit mm-hmm. of thought of what you want out of it. Because um, if you know what you want out of it, it just makes our lives a little bit easier. That's very true. Yeah. So the GP might not be the person that you always need to see. It might be the practice nurse, it might be the paramedic, and it might be the pharmacy tech. So just put your trust in us to guide you. That would be the take-home message from me. Exactly. And be nice to those receptionists. Treat your receptionist like you treat your barber. Exactly. So that was the end of our first episode of Bodywise Kira. What is coming up in the next few weeks? Menopause, my favourite topic that I never stop talking about. Um, we've got teen health, um, important one for both of us, I know. We've got addiction, something I know you really wanted to talk about, um, and dementia and depression. Hmm. So if those are topics that you've got questions about that you would like answering, please get in touch and we'll try and answer some of your questions. What we're going to try to do is get an expert in each week, so an expert in their relevant fields. So next week, we're going to have an expert in the menopause. Yes. So if you have questions on any of the topics that Kira has just discussed, uh, you can send them in to bodywise at manxradio.com. And what we'll aim to do each week is to cover the most pertinent topics of what was discussed and then have a huge amount more information to listen to on the podcast, which would be on maxradio.com. So thanks for listening to Bodywise. I'm Matt. I'm Kira. And it's been great having you. Team Chew. Until next week. Bye.